Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. Girl, it's been a minute, but what's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, it's been a whole minute. Um, Like I haven't yeah. seen you, but it's been a whole minute for us to be on this podcast. And like I was telling you before we press record, I'm, I feel rusty. Um, What are we doing here? <laughs> no, but I'm glad to be back. Um, Definitely needed that break. Uh, what about you? What's new? What's popping? Girl, let me tell you. So, y'all, I have this new saying that Erica has heard for the past six months since we've not been recording, and that's life has been life in. And when I say that, I just mean like a yes. lot is going on simultaneously, and all the things that are going on don't really care that the other one's going on. <laughs> but no. um, I guess just to bring everybody up to speed, so all your girl really does is work. You know, if you remember when we started recording, when we recorded last time, I did say I got a new job. I'm coming up on my one year anniversary of work. So I've been getting acclimated to that. And y'all, they have been working your girl. I have been working, working, but that's what I asked for. Um, I turned 29 three months ago. So your girl is getting older. And honestly, I have just been in this really good place overall mentally and emotionally where I feel like the most happy and content that I have been in a long time. I feel like a lot of the things that I've been praying and working towards and trying to get to that I'm either there or I'm on the cusp of it. But I would definitely say, girl, like I am just like, I've been good, but life's been lifing. A lot has been happening. Um, But I'm just determined to, you know, do things that bring me joy this year. That is my goal. What about you, friend? Absolutely. <laughs> I can definitely relate to life has been life and um, real life has been happening. Adulting has been on a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely needed that break. Besides just having a super demanding job, I just... I'm in this place in my life where I want change. Like I want to see myself established in my career, like a different career. Um, Also want to see some things happen for my family. There's just a lot up in the air. And I think this year has really is going to really be challenging me to have Mm -hmm. faith in what Mm -hmm. God wants, not what Erica wants that not what Erica wants God to do, (laughs) like just what God wants and just being able to surrender like my own ideas, thoughts and wants to every area in my life that is what's meant for me. Does that make sense? So um, speaking of that, what are we or what are you having crazy faith for this year? Listen, do we have enough time? (laughs) But I would say... (laughs) You know, I, I'm, I'm actually believing God for a lot of things in crazy faith, but two things in particular that I am believing him for. One, in addition to the career that I have uh, in my corporate job, which I really, really enjoy, I really want to break into the content creation industry, but I want to do it like uniquely to me. Like, I don't want to follow all these strategies that people be 
doing like I want the secret sauce to be God. God just ain't told me what the secret sauce is yet. So I am really believing and having crazy faith for God to show me what that looks like for me. And if I'm keeping it 100, I'm really having crazy faith for God to introduce me to my person. Like, I feel like I'm ready. And I just feel like everything that I've tried has not worked. So I have just decided to pray about it and give it to God and go ahead and um, live my life. Because I'm just at a point in my life where I feel like, you know, last year, I had to have a lot of faith for a lot of things. And the thing about faith is you just have to pray and believe that it's going to happen, but you don't know the how, the when, the where, or all the important answers that you want to know to the question. And God came through. And so the Bible says, if you would just have a mustard seed of faith. So I have a mustard seed of faith, maybe just a little bit more (laughs) on those two things Mm -hmm. that I am believing in God and having crazy faith for. What about you, friend? Yeah, I... I touch and agree <laughs> on those things. Um, but like I was saying, every area of my life, first of all, career, I know where I want to have my career at, where I want to establish it, like somewhere where I can actually see myself retiring mm-hmm. at is that type of career I'm looking for. Also, my all of my brands, including this one, to take off and really establish itself as well. Also, finances. <laughs> you know, I'm wanting some more, you know money in the bank. Um, Also a relationship too. Like I'm ready for not just a little boyfriend, a little bae, whatever. I want my husband. Where is you at? Doe. Okay. (laughs) Um, But that's pretty much it. Also, you know, health and wellness. I have some goals there because when we first introduced 2022, I did a vision board and girl, my vision board was completely filled from the top to the bottom from the left to the right and I'm like okay God uh pick which one pick where you want to start because <laughs> I got some things for that I want you to do so I'm just going to tell myself that if I'm going to be- believe I have to make sure that I'm believing wholeheartedly so right that's what I would say for this year so 2022 just come in sit down don't say nothing don't do nothing and just <laughs> behave okay right <laughs> All right, so let's get into our first segment of the show, which is dating and relationships. Okay, so Shelby, let's talk about setting firm boundaries and having high standards. So what does that mean for you? I think for me, I think when I think about boundaries, I think of it like this. Boundaries to me are like expectations or guidelines that you put in place to ensure that you aren't taken advantage of, but that you can live an awesome life and do what you need to do. Um, I think boundaries are really, really important because I think that anybody that really loves and respects you and cares about you are gonna abide by your boundaries. I think that people that take advantage of you or they're used to the old you or they don't really understand the importance of boundaries, I think that those are the people um, that are upset by it. I think that when you have high standards, to me, that's just telling people what type of treatment that you are willing to accept from them. I think that a lot of people, in my opinion, when people say they have high standards, they think, oh, you're stuck up or, you know, you're doing too much or you're being unrealistic. And I want to say that, you know, some people probably are, you know, have unrealistic boundaries or or have unrealistic standards. But I think of it like this. If I can respect your boundaries and I have high standards, 
then if you can't meet them, just say that. If you lazy, just say that. If you don't think Mm -hmm. that you can handle it or that you want more, just say that. But I think that we have to stop dissing and talking about people that have a higher standard of living and wants for themselves. I think that having boundaries and standards are very, very important. And I think for me that it keeps me on balance, if that makes sense. Because I know that if my partner, whether it's a romantic relationship or a platonic friendship if they're respecting my boundaries that means we're one on you you know that means that we're on one accord and when I say that I have high standards I think when you have high standards I think that you should think about it like this I don't ask anybody to do or be anything that I can't do so if I'm asking you know for my man to be fine that means I need to be fine if I'm asking for somebody that's kind and patient that listens then I need to be those things I think for me in all of my relationships platonic family romantic having boundaries and high standards is really really important to me because I'm very very particular about who has access to me because if we're being honest your girl ain't got a lot of time on her hands I don't have a lot of excess time your girl is tired I be working a lot you know I'm trying to be a good friend a good daughter (laughs) you know a good business person and something's got to give and I think for me having those standards and boundaries in place just helps me do life a little bit easier what about you friend Yes, I agree with all of that because I hate when, first of all, I always believe in boundaries. I have that not only in relationships, but also friendships. And it is hard Mm -hmm. to set up those boundaries, especially when emotions are involved, feelings are Mm -hmm. involved, you care about people, you care about your man. But- one thing I cannot stand is when someone doesn't have any boundaries. Like they just right. out here for everybody. Like you dating a dude and he just let anybody come over. He let any girl hit his phone. Like those kind of things. You don't have boundaries. That shows me a lot about you. So for me, I definitely want to make sure that going into my next relationships that I set firmer boundaries in things that I've been a little lax and loose on. Right. So one of those things would be for me is just overgiving. And I think overgiving in the terms of like, if I'm not really receiving the same energy, then I don't need to be given more energy than that person. Does that make sense? So because that in a way helps me protect my heart or guard my feelings and emotions if I'm always the one overgiving. No, I'm not doing that no more. Um, And then also having high standards. I feel like a lot of people, like you were saying, perceive that as a bad thing and it's not if it's realistic like to right. me an unrealistic high standard is like oh he need to have a 30 million dollar career okay girl what no <laughs> um but if he has a career and he can he can provide for himself or has a job that he can provide for himself I feel like that is a, a appropriate standard because right. for me going back to my boundary I have been in the position where I'm over giving and helping a dude stand on his own two feet. And it's like, well, I'm standing on my own two feet. Why you can't stand on your own two feet? And I understand that people are in different walks of life and they have different, you right. know, struggles or whatever. But I'm talking about when we dating, I don't need to be, you know, footing the bill on stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Right. So just setting up those boundaries. I'm like, well, maybe we just unequally yoked at this point. So just being in that position where I'm not over giving, over sharing, um, So I think it's always important to just um, stand up for yourself with those boundaries because it will tell you in friendships and relationships who your real friends are, who your real man is. If he or your friend are able to respect those boundaries, let's say you're not going to 
have sex. Okay, well, that's a great boundary to have. But what steps are you putting in place for that to happen? And if that man is not really respecting that, I mean, they all going to say in the first like five days, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, right. it's been five days, sir. Um, <laughs> day six and seven, he's going to be like, uh, <laughs> so, it's going to be a little different. <laughs> it's going to be different. So um, just sticking to your own standards and boundaries, I feel like is very important um in your relationship so my next question Shelby is do you feel like accepting the bare minimum in relationships or even some friendships sets you up for failure why or why not absolutely and I'm gonna tell you why if you don't hear nothing else I say nothing else I say on this podcast please do not ever accept the bare minimum for friends or from relationships I think sometimes that and I'll speak for myself. I think sometimes in the past, I've just been so disappointed by people on a friendship level and on a romantic level that sometimes I have taken the bare minimum in that when they do basic things that are nice or good, such as, you know, being quick, let's just say being quick to return my call or, you know, maybe planning your date or something. I take that and I hold on to it and I put them on this pedestal. But as time goes on, you start to see to your point, you mentioned this a while ago, that they're not returning your love or your attention or you're over giving and they're giving the bare minimum or not at all. Or maybe you're going above and beyond to flip dates and they're not. Or maybe you are, you know, just doing all these things and not doing that. And so one thing that I've learned is that people are going to treat you how you allow them to treat you and so I started doing this thing where I'm not even gonna stoop I'm at a point in my life where I will not even stoop down to your level but what I will do is I will give you my time my love and my energy if I feel like that's what I want to do and if you don't reciprocate that to me I won't stoop down to your level but I will cut off access to me because you don't get to access my time my energy my love and all that I have to give I definitely think that in the past I have been like an overgiver and I am a giving person but I think for me, I've just learned that if people want to come into my life and that's friendship and platonic and that's family too, and they want to give me the bare minimum, those are not my type of people. And they're never going to be my type of people. I'm not in the business of changing anybody else. But I think that when you settle for the bare minimum, you're teaching your body and yourself that you're not worthy of more. I think it's normal. Everybody gets disappointed. Everybody gets laid down, you know, but I think that when you accept the bare minimum, then you just tell people it's okay not to treat you how you want to be treated. And I'm a firm believer that the people in your life should give you top tier treatment. At the point of my, I am in my life, I did a while ago, I cleaned house just with friends, just with family members and with, and with romantic relationships. There's not a man in my phone to this day that I used to talk to. Like if I used to talk to him and didn't work out, I deleted him. I deleted him. I muted him. I don't have time for him because he gave me the bare minimum and that's not what I want. So what I had to do to reverse that is I had to start putting people in my life that gave me top tier treatment, that treated me how I treat them, that go above and beyond for me, that love, that overgive, and that are kind human beings that reciprocate the love and energy that I give. I feel like when you set a cadence for accepting top tier energy and love then you'll receive that because anybody that comes in contact with me I want you to know that you can't treat me any type of way you have to give me top tier treatment I think me and you were having this conversation one day friend 
And I remember telling you, I was like, my friends give me top tier treatment. My parents give me top tier treatment. So anybody that comes into my life has to meet that on a minimum level. If you cannot do that, then your access has been denied. And that has been the best thing that I have ever done for myself. It may be a no to some people, but it's a yes to me because I believe that I deserve the best. And that's the only type of treatment that I'm going to accept. I second that. I feel like, yes, um, accepting a bare minimum is setting yourself up for failure. However, I feel like some people's bare minimum is a different definition than what my bare (laughs) bare minimum is because some people that I've just observed and even in my mistakes in my past, like if it's something so small, like the in a, a dating relationship, the man could do just enough and that would make somebody happy. And it's like, okay, well, he knows that that's all he can give and that the fact that he can stay here in your energy for this long by doing just enough, then he ain't got right. no incentive or to do more. So for me, I think you, you made a good point when you were talking about because a lot of people have been disappointed so much. It's like when the next person comes in and they actually call you three days in a row, like you're like, oh my gosh, they called me three days in a row. But really that's the bare minimum because- That's what they're supposed in to In a do. relationship. Exactly. That's like going to school and be like, oh my gosh, I made an A. Okay, well, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. Go to school and make good grades. Like, right. so it's the same thing. So I can speak for women that are- around my age range, like mid thirties, mid mid to late thirties. I'm not trying to put us all out there, but sometimes we get in our mind that we get in our little, our, um, we have a little clock in our head. That's like, okay, where, where my husband at, where my man at. And then when we finally get the attention from somebody, we, we might be overlooking a lot of things that we normally wouldn't overlook because, we feel like, okay, we're on this little timeline, right? So that is another contributing factor on why a lot of us will accept the bare minimum in a relationship because it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of running out of time. You know, all my friends are married. All my friends have children. Like, you know, we get into that mindset as well. And that's not a good thing (laughs) to accept the bare minimum because you tired of looking. And Joe said he was going to take you to McDonald's today. And that's what y'all are doing. So it's like, I think, (laughs) I think that standing firm, again, like we were saying in your, in your boundaries contribute to not accepting the bare minimum and also in friendships as well because if you know what you're contributing to your friendships and you're able to be there for your friends all the time and then you don't get that same energy back yes it sets you up for failure if you just accept the bare minimum from friendships because people are going to treat you how you allow them to treat you and it sucks that us as grown folks we got to teach people how to treat us but it's always true if they can get away with it they're gonna do it so my next question, Shelby, is how are you approaching setting boundaries and staying firm in your standards going forward in dating? I think for me, one thing that I've learned is that honesty is the best policy. And I also learned that you can be nice and kind and not be rude a bitch when you're talking to someone. So in setting boundaries in my standards, like when I date someone or I talk to someone, like I'm just really honest, open and transparent about like what I want, what I expect and what that kind of looks like to me. 
how I kind of view it is that as long as I deliver in a kind, respectful way, it's not rude, it's not naggy, it's not overbearing, I'm not responsible for how you receive what I'm saying. I'm only responsible for what I say and how I say it. Because ultimately, I am giving you the option and being honest, open and transparent about if you feel like you can you know, meet my boundaries and my standards. And if you can't just say that and we can keep it pushing. An example of this is um, the last day I went on was in late August. And I went on a date with this young man. And I, and just a little background, um, going forward in dating, I had promised myself out I got after I got out of my last little talking stage or whatever it was, I had told myself, that I was just going to be my authentic, true self, that I was going to show up as myself, that I was going to be myself, you that like it or love it. And I say that because a lot of times I would like dim my light or dim myself down because I didn't want to seem overbearing or I didn't want to seem like I thought I was better. I didn't want to over talk on my accomplishments, but I told myself I'm not going to do that anymore. Like if somebody's offended by my accomplishments or what I do or how I do it, that's a them problem, not a me problem. Because if somebody shares something with me, I'm going to be super excited and lit about it for them. And so I expect that in return. So when I went on the date with this young man, um, you know, we were just talking and having conversations and I was just really open, honest and transparent about where I was in my dating life, um, what I really wanted out of, you know, our relationship, what my expectations were, kind of what my boundaries were and what my standards were. Now, I didn't go into the conversation saying these are my boundaries. These are my standards. This is what I want. Right. We just really had open and honest conversation and the conversation just flowed. And believe it or not, like he asked most of the hard hitting questions. <laughs> and so I just kind of followed his lead. And what that told me, and even though that didn't work out, what that taught me is that I can be open, honest and transparent and set boundaries and let you know what my standards are and it'd be okay. Even if it doesn't work out, because I'm at a point in my life where I just don't want to waste, I just don't want to waste time with somebody that's not my person. Like, I don't want to put time, energy, and soul ties into it, but you already know you're not my person. And so I think for me, to answer your question, friend, I just have this open, honest, and transparent policy where I just let you know where I am and what I expect. And then I let you decide if you can do that or not. And if you can't do that, that's fine. Just get out the way for the next man. Because I just want to make sure my man not lost and he don't think we together. And he don't think we together (laughs) if you're not ready. That's it. (laughs) Oh, my man is definitely lost. Um, Okay, so for me, I would say just for me being clear on what I do and do not want or need. Mm -hmm. I have to start Mm -hmm. there to be able to even set those boundaries. Um, Because for me... Dating in general, there are going to be some red flags off top, right? right? And in the past, I have ignored them or just been like, oh, well, you know, I'm still getting to know him. But nah, them red flags come off top, especially when you pray about the situation. God going to be like, oh, oh, you want me to show you? Okay, here we go. So for me, when I say what I need and want in terms of being able to stick to those boundaries, I feel like, like I said earlier, it helps me guard my heart. Because like you said, I don't have time to be going into these soul ties or getting all emotionally attached and then it just don't even work out. So some of my needs, I would need to be, have you know, have support, whether that be emotional support or just somebody listening. So if I'm, that listens to me. So if I am on a date with you and I 
realize, okay, everything I'm saying, you looking all over everywhere else, you're not even coming back with a conversation about what I'm saying. Then to right. me, that's like, okay, well, that's my standard is, okay, well, you need to be able to listen and be able to hold a conversation. If you can't do that, what's the point of going forward in this right. dating relationship? So I guess my point is, if I'm not, if I'm already seeing traits of things that I don't need or don't want, then taking that and being like you said that's okay like this is not my my person don't try to make somebody fit into your your little box mm-hmm. of who your person is don't try to just right. dress this man up and put him in your your groom spot on your pinterest board like if he's not it this he ain't it and you're gonna know Come he on. ain't it yep. <laughs> so that's all i would have to say about how i'm gonna be approaching it is just remembering what i do and don't want and what i actually need in a person so we just dropped some gems, girl. Um, okay, so let's keep it moving on to our next segment, which is called The Journey. So this is when Shelby and I will discuss how things are going with building our brand, all things melanin. So the question is, Shelby, when we launched our blog and podcast, we didn't know where to start, right? So looking back, what have we learned and how have we improved our knowledge going forward? So the first thing we can touch on is how did we even come up with the concept for our brand, All Things Melanin? Yeah. So just to kind of guess to refresh people's mind, but this is your first time listening or you're an OG, either way, we love you. Um, <laughs> the way that we came up with the concept for our brand is honestly, we took infor- we took inspiration from where we were at that point in life as well as where we wanted to go if that makes sense so the short version of it is erica and i always felt like we were supposed to do something together and when we finally shared that with each other we didn't really know what that looked like we didn't know what that looked like what it would be when it would happen we just had faith that if god put it on our heart that he would show us the vision a couple months later we went to essence fest And we were just so inspired, you know, by all of the just amazing intelligence, talent, and just people doing the dang thing in their life. What we came back that year from Essence feeling like we felt inspired, but we didn't feel like there was anybody that was at this kind of crossroads in their life or career that was talking about things that, you know, related to them or that was kind of at the point that we were at in our lives. So we decided, so basically how all things came about is we decided that we wanted to have a platform for particularly women of color and really just anybody else that needs inspiration to come to, to feel heard, seen, and just respected. We wanted people to feel like no matter where they were at, no matter where they were in life, that they could, you know, create the life of their dreams, whatever that may look like. And so we decided that we were just going to be open, honest, and transparent about things that were relevant to us, such as dating. If you've been listening, you know me and Erica ain't finished this dating thing. We ain't figured this dating out thing out, but you know what? We're going to figure it out. You know, we're building a brand. We're building our we're building a brand together, all things melon. We're building personal brands separately. And we are trying to figure out this whole nine to five corporate life. So we're basically taking you along the ride for us. And I think that all things melon just encompasses all the things that women try to do and juggle. But we're just really being honest and transparent about it because we felt like a lot of people will tell you the 
the glory story, but nobody tells you how they got it out the mud or they tell you the bad days or the sad days that they have. And so really, this is our platform is really just a mirror reflection of where a lot of women are in their life. And we're just being very transparent about it. So essentially, that's how it came to be. Yes. So one thing that I wanted to add to that is when we were coming up with the concept, we first of all wanted to make sure that both of us were able to use our creative talents to motivate and inspire. Um, Because like we've always said, you may have heard us say this before, is that like our we have creative talents in media. So, you know, we were saying like BET and MTV, they ain't coming knocking down our door. So let's create our own lane and let's do something that we can just call it our own and also be able to motivate other black creatives as well. And especially women. So I just wanted to add to that. But the next question we have is, um, what steps did we take to launch our brand, Shelby? So I think the first thing that we did is we got together and we shared what a brand would look like for us. Like what would like to Erica's point, what do we want to get out of it? How could we use our talents and what all would be included in it? So we wrote down every single idea that we had. One thing that I love about Erica is that when we are brainstorming, nothing is a bad idea. It may not be the idea. But it is not a bad idea. So we wrote down every single idea that we had and can come up with. And then from there, we just started having an open dialogue and open conversation about, you know, what our brand name would be, what our colors would be, what our content pillars would be, what type of content would we, you know, use. And I think the way that we thought about it is once we kind of went through that and we all got and we got on the same page and we whittled everything down to like the bare necessities of, you know, what our logo would be, what our name would be, our brand, what platforms we would do. We just did it. And I and I say that because I feel like a lot of times people will take the steps to launch a brand, but they will let fear and imposter syndrome stop them. And just speaking from personal experience, I suffer from imposter syndrome all the time. Sometimes I really question, you know, if I'm good enough to do things or if God has equipped me to do it. And then I remember that like I'm that I'm human. And so I say that to say that like if you have an idea, like and you do all of the groundwork that me and Erica are sharing with you, like don't be afraid to take that next step to launch it because all the other stuff was easy. The hardest part, in my opinion, and I'll let Erica share with her was was pushing the publish buddy on that first blog post (laughs) on that website on that first ig or twitter post and so i think that to sum it up we just did what we knew how to do and we started with what we had yes um and one thing i would add to that also is One thing I love about Shelby and I just period as people and professionals is we are planners, okay? We planned everything from in in regards to the steps that we took to launch this. So when I say plan, this is for you too, if you're planning on starting something or launching something, when you make a plan or a goal, make sure you attach a date to it. So I specifically remember Shelby and I sitting down at my mama's house, (laughs) um, coming up with, okay, we'll launch this on September 15th, 2017. And that's exactly what we did. And we put dates to everything up leading up to that date. Because if you don't have a date to it, it kind of makes it unrealistic. Like it's not going to happen. So I would just, um, 
I just wanted to add that. But also one thing that we also included was that we were able to create our own website. And what I'm saying is that those were that was the initial step that we took because our professional life at that time, we actually worked for someone that was able to teach us how to build a re- website, how to how to um write on a website and things like that. So basically just taking the steps that you have, that you the resources that you have to launch your brand, you don't have to have all the resources, all the um, you don't have to be have everything in line, but as long as you have those dates and then something that you know how to do and launch it, you good. So um, the next question would be, what is something we had to figure out on our own? Um, I think one thing that I had to figure out when it comes to launching our brand is that you're not going to be for everybody and that's okay. And I think that's important yeah. to know because I think that sometimes we get caught up in if people we know are supporting us or going hard for us or sharing our stuff. And I think one thing that I had to realize is that like what I'm doing or what Erica and I are doing, and this isn't personal in us collaborative, what and what we're doing, we may not be everybody's cup of tea. We may not be top of mind for them. We may not be what they need or what they're looking for. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that, you know, people that are close to us don't love us or don't support us. I think that we've been very support. I think that we've been very fortunate in that, you know, our loved ones and our friends have supported us. But I think what I had to learn is that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and everybody's not going to understand the vision that you have for your brand. And I say that because I feel like sometimes I have, you know, just tried to talk about the vision that Eric and I have together. And it's not that people aren't supportive, but they don't get it like I get it or they don't get it like Erica gets it. And I think that as you're building a brand, you have to be very careful to protect your energy, protect your creativity And to protect and be careful who you share your ideas with. Because sometimes people can discourage you and they don't even know that they're discouraging you. And so I would definitely encourage you to at least try to get like one person that you could just bounce crazy faith ideas off of you and they get it. Like fortunately for me, I have Erica and I have one other person that I usually do this with. But my advice or something that I had to figure out is that you're not always going to be or what you're doing may not be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Sometimes people that you don't even know, complete strangers, will go hard in the paint for you. What did you feel like you had to figure out, friend? Girl, everything. Um, I was just writing some notes. Um, so <laughs> when I think about when we first started, what is something we had to figure out? Like I just mentioned about being able to create a website. We kind of already knew how to do that. But everything else that goes into launching a brand, like everything from how the legal side on trademarking our brand, coming up with our branding period. What what do we want our logo to look like? What do we want our aesthetic to look like? Um, Obviously podcasting. We didn't know anything about how to record, how to produce, how to write podcasts, how to publish them, how to edit. Um, even things from the business side, business accounts. We didn't know how to do any of that. We didn't know how to market to our audience. We didn't know any of this. So I would say all in all, one thing I really love is that we were able to figure everything out so far on our own. Of course, we did reach out to um, 
people that have been in the game and gave us some tips and tricks on like, okay, you should be doing this and this is what you can be doing. So I would just honestly say everything that I listed, we didn't know nothing in 2017. We were like, oh, we cute. Let's put this website out. Yay. But then it really got real when you want to build a brand and really see how far you can take it. You kind of have to figure everything out um, at some point. And I think that we did a great job doing that. Um, So what is something that we know now that we wish we knew beforehand? I would definitely say that building a brand is hard. I don't think I really realized how hard and how and how time consuming it was. Um, I don't know if I thought, hey, we're just going to, you know, launch this brand. This is going to be a sensation overnight. And that did not happen. Um, Erica and I are getting ready to go into your vibe and we have put a lot of time, dedication, discipline and hard work into our brand. And so I think that's one thing that I wish I really understood before we launched this. I think that I definitely still would have launched this brand with Erica because I feel like God told us to do it. And if God said go, we gonna go. Um, But I wish I just really understood how much time, hard work and discipline it takes to get a brand's. Um, off the ground but I definitely think that Erica and I were very fortunate that we did this together because we were able to always reinforce reinforce one another but also able to you know pick up the slack when the other person you maybe you know needed a push or you know needed an encouraging word or you know needed to remember our why so I would definitely tell anybody that is wants to launch a brand or a podcast or whatever the case may be that it is going to be very hard work but I think definitely what separates the people that get it and succeed and the people that don't and quit uh, is the term. I think about it like this. How bad do you want it? Because every day that we keep yeah. going, we're that much closer to one more person hearing our podcast or one more person being encouraged or one more person, you know, coming across us. The minute you quit, you cut all of your hard work off. And I think I heard this, I've heard this term a lot. I don't know if you've heard it, friend, but people always say it takes 10 years to become an overnight celebrity. We halfway there. Um, but I just, <laughs> but I would definitely say that I just wish I understood how much hard work it was. And in knowing that, I think if you can prepare yourself for how much work you're going to have to put into your brand, whether it's your podcast, your blog, influencer, content creator, um, interior design, whatever it is may be, if you can already mentally and emotionally prepare yourself for how hard you're going to have to work, then you can create a plan so you don't fail and you don't stop. Yes, I agree. I literally wrote three words in my notes. It said, it ain't easy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's really not. That's definitely something that I wish I knew beforehand. Um, Like you said, we're on coming up on year five. And for us to even be this consistent is a great thing. And I think that is the key to whatever you're doing, whatever you're launching, be consistent. Like we say, don't quit. It's very normal and healthy for you to take a break, take as much time as you need, but don't quit. Like come back to that thing. Like you know, so I would say another thing like you to just touch on what you were saying about having um, putting so much time into it and people think that, oh, 
your overnight success when really people are just showing you their highlight reel. So don't compare yourself or I had a I had for me, don't compare ourselves, our brand to a brand that's been out there for 15 years <laughs> or that has made it big, quote unquote, to what our hard work has done too. Cause we cause when you celebrate your small wins, that's what I've learned is to just celebrate the small wins or they could be big wins. They don't have to be small. They could just be a win period. So um just knowing that Everything has its own timing and that it ain't easy. And as long, one thing I'm proud of us is as long as we've stayed close to our passion and our mission for this, it doesn't even matter when we pop off, quote unquote. So, <laughs> so that's what I would say. The last question I have is what is your favorite thing about all things melanin? Honestly, okay, you ready? I love how blackity black our brand is. Let me tell you. <laughs> I love I because I feel like I feel like there are so many dimensions to black women and I feel like there are and I feel like sometimes a lot of times people try to put us into a box but I feel like with our brand one thing that we've been able to do is to show just how multifaceted and multidimensional women are and particularly black women and the other thing that I really love about our brand is just that we get to show up authentically as ourselves and we get to do this you know, together. When me and Erica started our brand, we wanted it to feel like if you listening to us in the car or with your friend or whatever the case may be that you're talking to your homegirl. And so I love that our brand is just so blackity black and that we get to show up and encourage, motivate other women, but we get to share our experiences because a lot of things that we're sharing in regards to dating and in regards to our journey whether it's our personal journey or our career journey or just in our faith life, a lot of a lot of times people don't necessarily share a lot of these things. You know, a lot of people are very closed mouthed about it. And a lot of these mm -hmm. conversations that we have on this podcast are conversations are snippets of conversations of the Eric and I have all of the time. And so I'm really proud that we get to kind of give you all a look honestly into our friendship and our lives in hopes that it motivates and inspires you to do what you want to do with your lives. And I, like I said, I love that it's blackity black because people will have you believing that black women can't do this and black women can't do that. But I feel like we are so resilient and we have so much to offer. And I just like that our brand is a really good reflection of who we are and where we're going. Yes, I would definitely say that I feel like our brand is literally one of a kind, like literally like no other like what you were saying we do exude like black girl magic black girl joy because the narrative of black women period does not always have to be the struggle that we experience like of course we talk about that in terms of like dating or career and things like that but we also provide and bring light to what we doing we're killing it we're multifaceted we can be moms we could be wives we could be career women we could be a director like we're not just one dimensional and it's always a struggle. So, I mean, the confidence that we try to instill in other people, our followers, our listeners, the motivation, how we always include faith. We always talk about God um, and also just bringing and highlighting other black creatives and entrepreneurs as well. I think that all of that together would be my favorite thing um about our brand and so for 2022 i'm excited y'all because we have some you know things going for us and some brand refreshing so i'm excited yeah. for y'all to see that 
And like we said, this is our year five coming up uh, in the fall. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Me too. So let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter that was submitted to us, and then we will give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby, I have a small dilemma. I've been wanting to get into the content creator influencer space for a while now. I have all of these ideas, and I've even created some content to put myself out there. But I'm afraid for people to see my content. What if they hate it, don't support it, or it flops? Any advice on how to overcome my self-doubt, that would greatly be appreciated. You know, I think the first thing, I feel like this scenario is very common. This scenario has been very common for myself, but I think a lot of other people. And one thing that I've learned from personal experience is that you have to get out of your own head. So I feel like the first step, to overcoming self-doubt is to hype yourself up. Speak life into yourself. Tell yourself what you're going to do. Write affirmations. Like, build yourself up, period. And you have to think about, like, whatever you tell yourself that you are, that's what your body and your mind is going to start believing. So if you tell yourself that I can't do it, that I'm not good enough, that this is not achievable, then your mind and your body and just your way of life is going to start doing that. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is that you have to you have to get over being afraid of what other people think. I think it's very normal to be like, what if people hate it or what if people don't like it? But I'm going to share something that Erica shared with me because I literally had this conversation with Erica last week and I was going through this route of self-doubt of self-doubt and Erica literally told me she was like Ren you have so many gifts and talents that God has given you and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks just do what he told you to do so I'm gonna say what Erica said just do what you feel like you should do or what God told you to do I think that you it's like I feel like it's human nature to care what people think about you but I think that you have to do it anyway do it through the fear do it scared do it through self-doubt do it when you don't think it's good enough because the people that is supposed to touch, the people that is supposed to inspire or motivate or entertain or whatever the case may be for your content, they're going to flock to you. And the people that don't get it won't get it. But those aren't your people. I think that you have to focus on fostering community and finding your tribe of people. But another thing to also note is that not everybody is going to understand what you're doing. Not everybody's going to get it. It's like they say, the people who get it, get it. And the people who don't, don't. And I think you have to focus on the people who get it, who support you, who love you, who show up for you and try to diminish the people that don't. So I think that if you, to answer your question, I think that if you first hype yourself up and do things that bring you peace and kindness. And I think if you start thinking about it in this way, whatever it is that you're creating as an influencer or a content creator, create things that make you happy and that you're proud of. When you do that, you're going to find your tribe. And the people that don't get it, they may unfollow you. They may say some things, but those aren't your people because anybody that really rock with you, anybody that really supports you is going to go hard in the paint for you. Like I can promise you that. But that's what I would say. 
And I would say regarding self-doubt, I feel like self-doubt is inevitable. Like that's always going to kind of be there because to me it's attached to fear, which to me is a natural thing. It's something that happens if you're trying to approach something new or, you know, new can be scary. It's very unfamiliar. It's unknown. So self-doubt to me is not necessarily a bad thing. It only becomes a bad thing when you let it stop you. So for me, I feel like if you have this dream of being this content influencer um, and it scares you, I actually believe that that's a good thing because that's scaring you and you do it anyway. Like you said, Shelby, just do it anyway. It pushes you outside of your comfort zone. And so in regards to people that will hate it or don't support it or whatever, there's going to be people that don't care about it. There's going to be people that won't support it. That's also inevitable too. But those cannot be the factors for you to hold on to your gifts and not share it. Also, I would say just continue to have faith in what you're doing or what you feel like God is telling you to do. Because like I was saying earlier, it ain't easy. Um, so if you know that this is something you're supposed to do, um, then do it. And it won't matter who else is doubting you or saying, why would you do that? Like we always get in our own head about it. And when we do that, we most likely stop ourselves. So get out of your own way, girl. Um, And then um, I would also say, just make sure that you don't compare. Comparison is the one killer of everything. It makes you self-doubt. It makes you think that nobody's going to like your content. So never compare your day one to somebody's year 10, kind of like what we were saying earlier about our own brands. When you compare, that just kills everything because it's so easy to, you you put this content out there, then you go look at someone who's been doing this for years and they are getting more feedback, engagement or whatever. It can make you feel some type of way. So that would be my advice too, is to overcome that self-doubt is just don't compare, have faith, Know that self-doubt is inevitable. And then last but not least, this is something I tell myself personally, is no matter what, keep creating and keep putting it out there. I don't care if only one, you have one view, keep creating. Next time you're going to have three views. Okay, keep creating. Next time you're going to have 50 views. Okay, girl, we coming up. Keep creating. Um, so that would be my advice. So, guys, if you have a question out there that you want us to answer like this, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore on IG. So, last but not least, we'll leave you with words of encouragement. Okay. So, our words of encouragement come from Proverbs 16.3, and they say, and it reads, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. So I'm going to try to keep this short for once. (laughs) So when I read this verse, um, how I would just like to relate it or for you to think about it is I know that we're at the beginning of the year and everybody is so excited about their New Year's resolutions, their goals, their plans, just a lot of things that they want to accomplish this year. Um, But I would encourage you to not just take this on yourself, but to take this on with God. And when I say that, I say, I mean, like all of these new year plans that you have, these goals, these resolutions, these wishes, these desires, all of the things that you have crazy faith and that you're believing God for, instead of trying to do it on your own, I really encourage you to give it to God. And when I say give it to God, I mean, write it down, 
Um, and I mean, get as crazy as you want to get because nothing is impossible with the God that we serve. And I would encourage you to pray. Pray and talk to God and just tell him the deepest desires of your heart. And, you know, I think that sometimes we think, well, God already knows the desires of our heart, but he still wants you to talk to him. He still wants you to come to him because he wants to get all the glory. He wants to get all um, the favor from it. And when you talk to God and you pray about it and you do what you can do to work towards it, like I encourage you to let him handle the rest. I think a lot of times when we, I'll speak for myself, a lot of times when I have goals and resolutions and things that I'm working towards, a lot of times I just try to do it and accomplish it on my own. And it really don't work out like I wanted to. I'm just being honest. But what I found that when I give it to God, when I go to him, when I pray, when I manifest, when I manifest, and also when I do what I can do to reach the goal, when I've done all I can do, I just literally give it to God. I pray. I tell God my desires. And I say, God, I've done all I can do. If it's your will, I pray that you would allow it to happen. And another thing that I would just like to point out is that a lot of times we pray and we manifest for things. And when it doesn't ha- and then when it doesn't happen on the timeline that we want it to happen, we get mad at God. And I'm talking about myself. We get mad at God and we be like, you didn't allow this to happen. But God never told you that it was going to happen in three days like you wanted it to. So I really encourage you really just to to be patient and to give it to God and to let him do it. Because I can guarantee without a shadow of a doubt that if you let God take care of it, if you let God handle it, it is going to exceed your wildest dreams and expectations. I Amen to that. The only thing I want to add real, real quick is I think I've already shared this with you, Shelby, is this exact Bible verse. So remember I mentioned earlier in the show, I said I did a vision board. Well, I also did a vision board where I literally just wrote things down on my computer, like every single area of my life in one specific area was obviously all things melanin. And I wrote down what I would want to see for that. And I wrote a Bible verse for each area. And why was this the exact same Bible verse that I wrote for all things melanin? Not even knowing that this is what you were going to have for us on this podcast today. So I feel like the signs (laughs) and synchronicities (laughs) are lining up for us. Um, But I just, that's all I would have to say. And if you ever get to the point where you just feel like you don't know what actions to take, that could be a clue to just keep doing what you're doing or either God just wants you to be still and let him do it for you. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap this podcast on up. Um, Please bow your head, close your eyes, sway with it. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. Okay, here we go. Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. First and foremost, not to ask you for anything, but to thank you for everything. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for allowing us to see another year in 2022. Thank you for allowing us to endure and to get to get through 2021. We pray for anybody that is listening to this podcast. We don't know the desires of their heart. We don't know the words of their soul, but we know that you do. We pray first and foremost that you will let them know that they are enough, that they were wonderfully made, and that you have their back. We pray that you would bless them in abundance of love and in abundance of blessings. We pray that whatever their goals are, whatever their desires are, Lord Jesus, that you would make it come to pass. We pray that they would commit their plans to you and that you would exceed their expectations. We are praying over their finances. We are praying over their love life. We are praying over their career. We're praying, Lord Jesus, that you are just going to exceed their expectations in every area of their life. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them discernment. If someone is not for them, Lord Jesus, please give them a sign that they cannot deny, but please replace that with somebody that is loving and that is caring and that is supportive 
supportive, Lord Jesus. We pray for anybody that is struggling with their finances, Lord Jesus. We've all been there. We all go through it. So I pray that you will restore people's finances, Lord Jesus. I pray for anybody that is battling a disease, anybody that has lost a loved one, anybody that is battling depression. Lord Jesus, we know it's not over to it's over. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will allow them to come out on top. We pray that people know that nothing is impossible for you. So we pray that they will have the faith of a mother mustard seed to come to you in prayer, to have faith that they will get through it and to know that they are more than enough. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.